Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We've got three things you need to hear to get on about your day on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. We're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com and doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is taking the day off. Holly Roberts filling in. Howdy. And this is our three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're gonna be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. What we have behind door number three is a new baby. Chrissy Teigen announced her pregnancy yesterday. Luna, what's in here? Baby. (laughs) Is it a baby? Aww. So um, I think that explains why Chrissy Teigen got so many burgers from Matt's and why <laughs> she was hungry so quickly afterwards. Yes. This is huge. You know, she was just in town just a few weeks ago. Um, and that's what I'm referring Not to. Not just a few weeks or ago. Or just this, a few days ago. Just a few days ago. I want to yeah. say this was late last week. It was late last week. Uh, we d- desperately tried to get her attention. You guys did a good job. Well, we did a good job of trying. But that that's yeah, more something, it's, it's, isn't it? it? I guess. <laughs> anyway, I you know, this is totally exciting. I love I love Chrissy Teigen. I love her with John Legend. Their little daughter, Luna, is adorable. She is. Um, this was a very, very cute way of sharing um, of sharing that information. And so I'm, she did that on Instagram, by and the I'm way. I'm really happy for Chrissy and John because Chrissy has been very open yeah. about her fertility struggles. Yes. And so to see this happening, it makes me happy for the couple. You know, I thank you for actually mentioning that because that's one of the things that I really appreciate about her is, first of all, she's kind of an open book in mm-hmm. general, but that is a... A topic that um, that I think the stigma kind of needs to be busted, and yeah. and and you know, not everybody wants to talk about it or should because it is a private matter. Yes, but when somebody like Chrissy Teigen comes out and says we've had fertility struggles, and uh, but can show kind of what it looks like when you do, it just makes me happy, and it's I'm glad that she's talking about it. Me too. Okay, moving on. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Well, yesterday we were all talking about Charlie Rose. Now he's been fired from CBS after multiple allegations of sexual assault. Right. PBS is no longer carrying the Charlie Rose show. Yes. And Megyn Kelly had a very interesting perspective on it. Listen to this. I have known Charlie for years. I considered him a friend. I saw him socially from time to time. So this is not a pleasant story for me. Still, I wanted to share a story with you, not about harassment, but of an underlying dynamic between men and women that contributes to this culture in which inappropriate conduct goes unaddressed. Last November, my book came out. I asked Charlie to emcee my very first book event. It was supposed to be a celebratory event discussing the full scope of the book, which is about my life and my career and the lessons learned. Instead, the exchange felt to me like a cross-examine focused on one issue, the book's sexual harassment allegations against Roger Ailes. Allegations Ailes denied, but which I know are true because I lived it. 
I felt defensive in the exchange with Charlie and wound up angry about how he handled my book event. Obviously, now his behavior makes more sense. Ooh, that is fascinating. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Just sort of peels back the curtain a little bit. And, you know, I wonder how many of these types of stories are happening in Hollywood and beyond where um, where people who are are aware that they had acted inappropriately at, at a different time in their lives mm-hmm. are scared mm-hmm. and worried and looking for information and trying to understand better, trying to control the story. Sure. In the fact that Charlie Rose personally, he knows that he has done many, many bad things in his life. Mm-hmm. And last year with the whole Fox News, Roger Ailes story and Gretchen Carlson coming forward with right. her story of sexual harassment and Megan Kelly, how can he conduct this conversation knowing that he is guilty himself? Oh. Oh, and the fact, you know, it's one of those things where uh, people who are trying to hide something try to hide it in plain sight by right. talking about it and being like, okay, I'm going to grill you about this. Surely, Charlie Rose, I'm totally innocent. Right. Ooh. It's almost like a cry for help in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, you're Ugh. right. You're right. Yuck. All right, let's move okay, on. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. And here it is behind door number one. Unfortunately, what's behind door number one is a sad story that broke late last night. David Cassidy passed away yesterday at the age of 67. Now, over the weekend, we knew that he was in the hospital. He was hospitalized a few days ago with organ failure. And earlier this year, he told Dr. Phil that he was suffering from dementia. And as a result, he was retiring from the stage. So let's listen to a little tribute of the Partridge family of David Cassidy. And it starts with his Partridge family mom, Shirley Jones, and real-life stepmom, Shirley Jones, talking about their relationship on the show. Oh, you know, I'm not sure that they knew how they were going to get the show started, but we were all musical people. And when they told me that David Cassidy was going to play my son on the show, and uh, we were sort of going to be a musical family, you know, we would put the band together and everything, I was so excited because I knew David was such a wonderful singer, and I didn't know the world knew about it. Well, they certainly got to know about it because, as you well know, he became the teen idol of America and uh, was just about the biggest star around for a long, long time. Hello, world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. I think I love you, so what am I so afraid of? I'm afraid that I'm not sure of. A love there is no cure for. You're going to be doing what you've done all your life us out but before the band gets together let me say david cassidy this is your life last song is a duet that he did uh, with Glenn Campbell, who we also lost earlier um, this year. That's right. It's doing the Everly Brothers. Yes, which I love that song. Oh, me too. Oh, gosh. You know, I was really sad about this for a number of reasons. And we'll and we'll take some time a little bit later in the show um, to walk down memory lane and talk about David Cassidy and listen to some of the songs that you remember from the Partridge family. Oh, yes. Um, you know, it, but, you know, he was I realized this this morning. He was like 27 years old when I was born. <laughs> and and uh, and I know um, and so I would have had no reason to intersect with him if it weren't for the fact that 
I was raised by reruns of the Partridge family. Yes, those were on every Monday through Friday. Yes. One of the local stations around town carried yes. them, sometimes in an hour block at a time. Yeah, and sometimes it was paired with my other favorite show, which is The Brady Bunch. And so I would kind of, I, I just immersed, I, I, it was such a great fantasy land to live in, this idea of this whole family that sang together and had this really cool bus and... Ruffled the, shirts yes. and crushed velvet. And dealt with like the, the reality of life, but then also were kind of rock stars. I just I loved it and I loved him and then kind of following him throughout his life and all the struggles he really went through a whole lot he did go through a whole lot lots of ups and downs yep. there are arrests for DUI mm-hmm. bankruptcy multiple marriages so David Cassidy definitely had his ups and downs in life yeah and I and you know we knew I think we sort of knew that this was coming I mean we just learned a couple weeks ago well first we learned in February that he was suffering from dementia yes um, and Alzheimer's which by the way is what ended up um, ending his 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 mother's life his biological mother's life Shirley mm-hmm. Jones who played his mom on the Partridge family that was his stepmother yes who his father married shortly like within the year after he divorced um David Cassidy's biological mother mm-hmm. um and and he was such an advocate for Alzheimer's research but um we learned in February that he was suffering from it and then um just it was like last week or the week prior that we learned that he was hospitalized because of organ failure. Yeah, and that was just over the weekend. Oh, and that, it was very concerning oh, yes, because right. I remember was, reading yeah. the news and we had also experienced a big loss in the music world on Saturday with the death of Malcolm Young from ACDC. Right. So it was just that double whammy and it was very concerning. I read that his daughter, Katie Cassidy, the actress, went to be by his side yeah. and, and by all accounts, his friends and family were there when David Cassidy passed away yesterday. It was just so sad. So yeah. when we got the you know that alert came across yesterday, Yesterday. And, you know, for just like one moment, even though we knew it was coming, it doesn't make it any less sad. Sure. And David mm-hmm. Cassidy holds such a special place in so many people's hearts. He was a teen idol, one of the biggest teen idols of the 70s. So, so many people have a very unique and special relationship with the celebrity of David Cassidy. Right. And so his passing, I think, is pretty monumental for a lot of people. Absolutely. And like I said, we'll be remembering him a little bit later in the show uh, at about one o'clock. We will we'll spend some time listening to some good music, talking Talking about his life. We would love to take your calls a little bit later in the show, but right now I want to take your calls because I want to give you something. That's right. A pair of tickets to attend a performance of Theater Latte Dawes, A Christmas Carol Peterson. That's running November 29th through December 30th at the Ritz Theater. If you want a pair of tickets to that show, give me a call 651-641-1071. Caller 5 All right. going to get those tickets this afternoon. And on the other side of this, we're going to have a dirt alert from our good friend Elizabeth Reese. No doubt we'll hear a little bit more about David Cassidy and whatever else dirt is happening in Hollywood. After this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. All of a sudden I hear him go, oh, Auntie Lex, Auntie Lex, Auntie Lex. I look over and my dog Pacquiao is slurping up the raw whipped egg out of the bowl on the stool. And the first thing I think, I scream the S word out really loud in front of all of them. So loud. I scared Packy. Yeah, I was like, shout! What was the face of your nephews when you started cussing? When your mouth was unleashed. Guys, I think we were all just in shock. And then I was like thinking, maybe they didn't hear that. But guys, it was reverberating throughout the house. 
bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. It's time for a dirt alert with the beautiful and wholly new Elizabeth Reese. Yes, you I love it. Thanks, Hall. Thanks, Colleen. <laughs> Tune into Twin Cities Live today at 3. You're going to see a big, big hair change. It is huge, and it is awesome. <laughs> it's the biggest change I've ever made. I don't think my husband is going to recognize me when I get home I today. I think that that might lead to a very fun evening. It's going to be a oh. spicy Thanksgiving <laughs> at the Rimer's House. All right, you guys. Well, thanks. It's really fun. You know, you kind of feel like I got two kids. I needed a little freshening oh, up. Yes. I needed a little something different, so it's a big hair change. It's great. Big mm-hmm. hair change. Okay, guys. Um, let's get to this is some real bummer news in the dirt alert to start out and this is the story that's dominating the headlines today and that is that nick carter of backstreet boys fame has been accused of rape i mean yes Uh, it is awful it's It's bad and the story is bad it's bad so there's a woman named Alyssa schumann she's now 33 years old and she says that nick carter sexually assaulted her when she was 19 years old and he was 22. She says uh, that he brought her into a bathroom during a casual social gathering at his home. He forced oral sex on her, led her to a bedroom, and then raped her. What what especially gets sad is she said that she she kept repeating to him, I'm a virgin. I want to save myself for my husband. And he said, I could be your husband. This is what she says. Now, Nick Ugh, Carter, for his horrible. part, is saying, I'm shocked and saddened by Ms. Schumann's accusations. Melissa never expressed to me while we were together or at any time since that anything we did was not consensual. I have, okay, I can't, I, without saying, I think everybody deserves to be heard right now, and she certainly deserves to have her story heard. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, obviously has a different story that he wants to tell. This is a a common theme between uh, uh, male rapists Mm -hmm. and uh, men who have sexually assaulted women in Hollywood right now is that refrain, I was not aware that it was not consensual. We just heard it about Charlie Rose. That was in his statement to the Washington Post the other day. Right. To which I would say then I think we have a major... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Problem with communication. Right. Yeah. And how we're understanding each other's advances. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're totally right. And I think there are, um, you know, there are disparities in power that men don't always understand that would, um, you know, lead women to 
be part of a sexual act that maybe they aren't feeling comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I mean, now she's saying she said no. So that's a different story. Right. You know, that being said, I think now the education has to turn to with our boys in particular. Okay, what does yes mean? And in what condition is a woman capable of saying yes? Mm -hmm. If you're her boss and she's an intern, there is a huge disparity there Mm -hmm. in which she is not capable of fully saying yes, right? Right. I mean, I would make that argument that Mm -hmm. that's not a situation where it is really even possible to have a consensual relationship at that point. Mm -hmm. It's the same with a teacher and a student. It's this, it's where there are great power disparities um, that you have to be really careful. And then there are of course other issues in which um, there are intoxication levels. Mm -hmm. And I know parents who have said to their boys, you do not have sex with a girl if she's been drinking. Mm-hmm. You do yeah. not because mm-hmm. you are putting yourself in a situation where you can't be certain that her consent is actually her consent. Right. Mm-hmm. If, or that you're misinterpreting something right. or whatever's going on. Right. Yeah. It's just, I, I think that we are at uh, another space of awareness around, um, around sexual assault, rape, we've been here before, yeah. but we are now recognizing that maybe it needs a little more attention yeah, it and we have to figure does. out how to give yeah. it the attention it needs. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you are dreading your mother daughter relationship, dealing with it at the holidays, at least it's not what Kim Zolciak from Real Housewives of Atlanta and her daughter Brielle have going on. Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, this no. is to make you feel better about the four <laughs> days of family time that maybe we'll get a little tense. Oh, okay? listen, oh. I'm excited. I love having my mom around. Now, is this the, I'm a daughter weird daughter that looks exactly like Kim looks exactly like her and is 20 years old yes. and Kim Zolciak um you know she's got other children she's 39 so she had Brielle when she was very very young so they definitely have that sort of like Gilmore Girls-esque relationship yeah. okay mm-hmm. that being maybe a said, little competition yeah earlier um early on Wednesday Kim Zolciak came under fire for telling her daughter Brielle to flash a breast on Snapchat. Um, uh, pardon wh- me? Wait, why? Yes. What and, and so why? she posted her daughter's boob exposed no! on Snapchat. Oh my and God. then um. what seems to have happened is that 20-year-old Brielle decided to get a little bit of revenge. And so she tweeted out, OMG, I'm so excited my mom is pregnant with baby number seven. So apparently Kim Zolciak's phone started blowing up with people saying congratulations. That tweet has now been deleted. And the story here is that Brielle was mad about her mom asking her to flash a boob and posting it on Snapchat. And so Brielle got back at her by saying my mom is pregnant again. You know, she had Brielle and then she went on to marry former former football player Croy Beerman. Beerman. Or Beerman or- yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have gone on to have like a litter of boys. Yes. <laughs> I, that is nauseating. That, oh, uh, listen, the I don't, stress. I actually, I don't actually think uh, that what Brielle did was all that bad. Uh, no. In re- in retaliation for what her mother did. Oh, and no. I'm sorry, but if in an immature relationship like that, it's there. that's kind of par for the course. Yeah. To act immaturely. It's a very bizarre relationship. But that is not even Stephen by any stretch. So again, that her no. mother... Her mother told her to flash a breast. No. No. No, it's not good. Ish. It's not good. So feel better about your own mother-daughter relationship. Yay. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Jennifer Lawrence and Darren Aronofsky have split after one year of dating. 
They're done. The only thing I'm really sad about there, like I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we, did, we, we saw, saw that one coming. coming. Yeah. But um, I really just love saying the name Darren Aronofsky because yeah, it just is like, it just rolls out really. So I'm bummed about that because well, I won't get, have a whole lot of reasons date to talk about it. somebody else. Okay. He has a weird reputation too, though. Yes. Like, wasn't, didn't Natalie Portman say, or was it Mila Kunis said all that weird stuff about him when he was directing Black Swan? That he would try to like pit the girls against each other yeah. about being skinnier and yep. be, and like trying to make like this weird real life feud. That's one Am thing. I remember that right? No, oh, you, that could be correct. I do remember. <laughs> yeah. I think it was actually Amelia Kunis that talked about that talked it. Talked about it. That uh, just kind of like the darkness on set there. Yeah, and how just and, and I mean, that's a dark movie. I'm telling you, that movie messed my brain up so bad. I never watched it, and oh. I'm too afraid. Well, Don't watch any Darren Aronofsky movie, and you can tell that this man is working out some things to on which the screen. I would say, Jennifer Lawrence, let's find a happy man. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And I mean, it looks aren't everything. I mean, let's be real. But they, you know, when you can see people at the grocery store in line, and you go. Oh, yeah, I can tell that they're a couple. Right. Like, you can tell the person returning from getting the lost item belongs to that other person. Yes, yeah. These two, you would never put them together in the line at Cub Foods. There is no way that they would be grocery shopping together. She needs to find someone who will watch the Kardashians with her and sit on the couch and eat Doritos. And, like, have fun. Have a little fun in life. Especially because she is so funny. She's fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's just dark and twisty. And he's dark and twisty. (laughs) And that just... That kind of that no, that's too much. You know what? I'm Jennifer, fine. I'm glad that they. You're going to be happy, and you're going to have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Yes, so. guys, it's so nice to not. be with you. It's so nice yes. to be with you. Everybody, tune in to Twin Cities Live at three o'clock to see the big hair change on Ms. Elizabeth Reese. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth. And uh, when we come back, it is time for our thirty-second pop culture challenge. Thirty seconds, five questions. You could win a prize. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to play. My Talk 107.1. Everything. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Entertainment. 30 seconds. Five questions. You could win a prize if you get them all right on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. And it is 1230, which means it is time for our 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second Jazz hands. Who do we have on the line and what are they playing for today, Holly? Today on the line we have Megan. And Megan, you are playing for a My Talk 107.1 t-shirt. Awesome. Okay, Megan. Now you know how this works. Mm-hmm. The timer will start after I ask the first question. Here we go. Okay. David Cassidy starred in this TV show about a musical family. Parker's family. Who starred as Belle in Disney's live action Beauty and the Beast? Oh, Emma Stone or Emma Watson. Good job. What boy band rose to the top of the music charts in 1999 with I Want It That Way? Backstreet Boys. Steve Martin and John Candy starred in what 1980s movie about trying to get home for Thanksgiving? Trains, planes, and automobiles. The re- This retailer is famous for hosting a Thanksgiving parade in New York City every year. Macy's. Yeah! Congratulations. I think it's been like weeks since we've had a winner. You are awesome. Enjoy that t-shirt and wear it with pride. So hold the line, Megan. I'm going to hook you up with that t-shirt. And thanks for playing. Thank you, Megan. Uh, Okay, now, Holly, real quick before you go get Megan's information. Sure. 
Thanksgiving is tomorrow. It is. The climate of our country and of our culture is a little bit tense. A little. Slightly. So we want to give people some ideas of how they can have good non-confrontational conversations. Oh, we sure do. Because Colleen, you're nice like that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm glad that you're thinking of everyone. So here's a little tutorial for you. Time for Colleen's tips for having non-controversial Thanksgiving table talk this year. Oh, you guys are on the holidays. I really do miss my grandparents so much. Old people are so wise. Yeah, I miss my grandparents too. I miss the traditions that they used to bring to the Thanksgiving table. And I miss all of their stories. My grandparents told such wonderful, wonderful stories. Oh, I know. My grandfather used to always talk about taking the streetcar in Minneapolis. Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. did your grandfather ever grab somebody's ass? You know, like President George H.W. Bush. You know who his favorite politician is? I mean, magician? David Copperfield. Yeah, let's talk about that, okay. old people. Okay, which just goes to show that almost every topic is completely off limits. Uh, here we thought we were doing a good thing by putting something out there that wouldn't, you know, go south very quickly. But Bradley Trainer has, even in his absence, been able to completely ruin every single non-controversial topic that we bring up. So good luck to you on Thanksgiving. I don't mean to be a negative Nelly, but... I just am hopeful that your table talk is more productive than ours was. Or at least less awkward. Exactly. Thank <laughs> it doesn't you. even have to be productive. It can yeah. just be less, less awkward. Less awkward is mm -hmm. good. Okay, so, you know, as Thanksgiving is coming up, a lot of family members are coming into the home. A lot of um, people you maybe haven't seen a lot before. And the Girl Scouts have a really interesting stance on uh, on how little girls can, can be treated. Yes. Yeah, so the Girl Stouts posted a recommendation on their website about how parents can help young girls handle affection during this holiday season. And the post is titled Reminder, She Doesn't Owe Anyone a Hug, Not Even at the Holidays. Yes. Yes. You know, and I was raising my hands and saying, Hallelujah. Girl Scout. Girl Scouts. Yes. Yes to this so much. Okay, so it's so funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. Haha. -ha. This has been, um, this is an interesting conversation. And I'm happy that the Girl Scouts are putting it forward because I, I think that this is one of those, I don't want to say small because it's not small, but this is one of those ways that from a grassroots standpoint, mm -hmm. We can help young women understand their place in the world and understand that they are in control of their bodies. Yes. And as I was reading through this, I realized that I have been guilty of suggesting to my daughter that she might want to give somebody a hug. Well, and that's interesting, Colleen, because I think that there's a difference between a suggestion and right. the hug being forced. Because right. I've been around small children. In fact, this happened at my nephew's birthday party mm -hmm. that I was at maybe a couple months ago. And my sister told my nephew to give me a hug. And he didn't want to. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. fine. I said, that's totally fine. Yeah. I'm like, all right, catch you later. 
no worries. But I think that the issue is when the parents or the elders say, you have to do that. You have to go and give that person physical contact, even if you don't want to. Yeah. And I think that this is a really good message to young girls to say, you get to decide what you do with your own body. Yes. And, but not only that, I think it's, it also serves as kind of a wake up call to the rest of us to also recognize that the kind thing to do is rather than say, give me a hug or is to say, May I have a hug and, uh, and and allow them the space to decide whether or not they want to give it to you. Yes. And being aware of the fact and not acting like it hurts your feelings if they don't. Yes. Yes. That's wh- how you close the loop on that. I'm, you know, I don't know about you, Holly. I'm mm-hmm. curious about what other people's opinions of this are, what their yeah. thoughts are on this. Yeah, because I think that it is very divided. I think that there are some people who think that giving hugs to other people is no big deal at all. Right. And then there are other people people I think more along the lines of us where it's like you know what it shouldn't be forced it's something where children need to be able to create their own boundaries and have them be respected I think yeah. that that's a huge thing too it's teaching them personal autonomy yeah six five one six four one one oh seven one. if you would like to share your perspective the thing it makes me think about is especially when my kids were younger and this is a little bit different I know because we're specifically talking about hugging but but with family members who are close, it always has made me very uncomfortable that um, tickling seems to be something that people like to do to younger kids. Kids think it's funny. They laugh. Um, and, but there's almost like this point where it, it becomes uncomfortable. So I've always been super uncomfortable with tickling with young kids, yeah. especially when they say no, 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 stop. And the person who's tickling keeps doing it because they think it's so funny. Right. Like, how could you not think this is funny? And I would I would get awkward, I think, um, at holidays when I would see a family member doing that and saying they're telling you to stop. Please stop. Right. Because my when when. I'm so aware of it when my kids are saying, please don't do that. I don't like that. I don't feel in control of my body. Your job is to listen to that. And these are, like I said before, kind of the small ways that that girls specifically get the message that their job is to um, allow other people to, to make a decision about what they're going to do with their body. And that is part of where those seeds start to be planted. And then and then we are where we are today. I'm just saying. So this is one of those little ways that we can start this conversation and remind uh-huh. people. Well, I know we've got a lot of calls coming in. Yeah, we sure do. We do need to take a break. We will get to those calls after the break. Uh, if you have any thoughts, 651-641-1071. Or you can always email us just by going to mytalk1071.com. Go to the show page, Colleen and Bradley Show. And you can uh, click on uh, email the show. We'll get that email. Or you can tweet us. I'm at MyTalkColleen. And I'm at Holly D. Roberts. And we will get to your calls and comments after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 107.1. Lori and Julia. Where will Prince Harry have Thanksgiving? Will this he year? go to Toronto? I hope so. Get away while you can. They're going to go spend time with the dogs in Toronto. She's just wrapping up her final season of Suits. There's going to be a lot of parties to do. There is nothing like a friend, a friend's Thanksgiving 
you know, if you don't have family around. I mean, leave the family and go somewhere else. Yeah. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving in the No, they don't. Oh, well, there's... Yeah, <laughs> they don't. Or in Canada. I was waiting, I was that's a, that's waiting for the that's obvious a US one. That's a U.S. thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the 4th of yeah. July. Right, right. Right. What are they doing for the 4th of July? I was waiting for you to... I was getting there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it just was taking me a little longer. Okay. Lori and Julia with producer Donnie Love on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. The radio home of being first to know if a new show sucks. My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. What are your thoughts on the Girl Scouts coming forward, uh, letting people know that we should not make our daughters hug people during the holidays, or frankly, ever? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off today. Holly Roberts filling in. Hi. And Holly, you brought this uh, story in today, and, and I've heard it kind of bubbling about mm-hmm. out in the ether. Yes, it's the story that the Girl Scouts published on their website with the headline reminder, she doesn't owe anyone a hug, not even at the holidays. So the Girl Scouts Scouts are recommending that you don't make your children hug people at any time, and especially during the holidays, when they may be around people that they're not familiar with. And the Girl Scouts are saying that asking people to hug, making them hug, it teaches daughters that they owe people physical affection maybe when later in life when somebody else is nice to her for Mm -hmm. doing something so they're saying that making children hug other people is establishing a precedent of affection that may not be healthy for our kids absolutely and that it will it will send the message to young people girls specifically in this case that they are not in control of of how they allow other people To experience their body. Sure. And by allowing those boundaries to be created when they are young, it is establishing the notion of consent. Yes. With children. Which is something we are grappling with as a society right now. Right. 651-641-1071. We just were curious what your thoughts were on this. And I will just, before we grab the phones, I I will tell you that I'm realizing in the break that, as I said before, I have been guilty of suggesting to my daughter that she might want to give somebody a hug. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that is an impulse because I was, and not because my parents were wonderful parents, but because at that time, there was sort of an expectation. Family is here. You haven't seen them before. My grandparents, I didn't know them very well. And so being forced to hug them told me a story about my body and and whether or not when I was allowed to decide to allow others sure. to encont- encounter it. And per, I don't know if you can speak to this, Colleen, mm-hmm. but were you treated differently than you were your brother? Oh, as that's far, a good question. As far as the kind of affection that you had to display towards relatives or towards other people, do you know if your brother was asked to hug? Yes, he was as well. Okay. I do have to think about that, though, mm-hmm. because I do think it was a little bit different. Right. Uh, 651-641-1071, what are your thoughts? Let's go to Nicole. Nicole's on the Hi, Nicole. Hello. What are your thoughts about this message coming forward from the Girl Scouts? So I actually started doing where I tell, I have two boys, and I tell them to go say goodbye to everybody, and they get to choose whether it's a hug, sometimes it's knuckles or a high five, and it just kind of lets them choose right away. Like my mom, he will always hug, but other people he doesn't know, he just gives knuckles to. And when I say it 
as a parent first, everybody mm-hmm. is understanding that, like, he may not hug you, and that's okay with me. You know, thank you, Nicole. So do you give him the options? Do you say, like, you can give a hug, you can give knuckles, you can wave, you can shake hands. Do you give him all so that he kind of knows the menu from which yeah. he's choosing? Yep, yep. I just, well, and I just, it kind of started with, you You go say goodbye to them. And he kind of looks at me, and I was like, you can hug him or give him a high five or knuckles. That's awesome. And then he chooses per person what he's comfortable with. And everyone's okay with it because I say it first as that a is- mom. You know what, Nicole, thank you. That is, I'm going to use that this year. Thank you yeah. so much. You That's know, and I think that advice. my sister has done the same thing. I think that she asked uh, my nephew, hey, do you want to go give your aunt a hug? And he was like, no. Do you want to give a fist bump or something? And he's like, okay. Yeah. See, you know, it's interesting too, because, um, you know, I, my first impulse, because again, I was sort of, I was raised in a time when if you didn't do something, that somebody asked you to do. You were not respecting your elders. And you would worry about their feelings being hurt. Sure. Right? Well, and also I would say that you would be worried about maybe getting in trouble. Right. You weren't respecting an adult. That adult is a figure of authority and they're telling you mm-hmm. to do something. And if you don't do it, you're rebelling against it. Yeah. And you may get in trouble. And I don't know that that message was overtly shared with me, but it certainly is. I, I'm recognizing in myself my own reaction to that, but also knowing that as a mother, I don't want my children to have that reaction let's go to maggie hi maggie what are your thoughts on uh the girl scouts saying don't make your daughters hug people during the holidays i mean i totally agree with nicole i think it's so important to like teach the manner of saying hello and goodbye but being able to give the option of physical contact Mm -hmm. i know that like growing up I was always taught you have to get off the couch at the holidays and walk the person to the door, but then I was able to decide how I wanted to say goodbye to these people that I only see once a year. So I think the importance is teaching the manners of saying hello and goodbye, but the physical contact, and especially as a woman, I think I'm a very strong, I love the word no. I think it's a very important word to have in your vocabulary, and sometimes it can be tough to say. So teaching at such a young age that saying no to something respectfully is just fine, especially when that no means no physical contact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And start practicing young. Thank you, Maggie, for your thoughts. Okay. Mary's on the line. Hi, Mary. What are your thoughts on the Girl Scouts uh, putting forward this message? Hi. Yeah, Queen, I I want to uh, just say that I agree with you, too, about um, the expectation that we mothers may have on our kids. I remember my daughter now, she's a young adult, but when she was younger, I would, you know, tell her, you need to go give grandma a hug. And, and it was more, you know, how it reflected on me. Yeah. And she was always very com- uncomfortable about that. But even as a toddler, what she would do, um, she would lean into me or she would mm-hmm. lean into somebody. And that's, that's all she was comfortable with, not an actual hug. And so as she got older, I just recognized that's her boundary and mm-hmm. it's fine now. And she's even that way as, you know, as she's getting, you know, like I said, she's a young adult. And um, so I stopped forcing that on her and it had nothing to do with me. It was just what she was comfortable with. So... I just love all these different opinions. It's very interesting. Yeah, thank thank you, you, Mary. Mary. We did get an email, and I want to give attention to this because this is a different perspective, Mm -hmm. and this comes from Brad, and he says, not not Bradley, trainer, (laughs) a listener named Brad. (laughs) Um, He says, hi, guys. As a grandparent, I think not hugging is crap. Hugging is a healthy thing for people to do, and teaching your kids 
what's good touching or not is the right approach. Well, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. One one that I will say that I don't agree with. Yeah. Because I, as a person, I am not naturally inclined to hug. Mm -hmm. I am not a hugger. Mm -hmm. And some people aren't huggers. Like, I will hug if somebody's coming in for a hug. Usually I will reciprocate because that's the the way that the person displays affection. But know that I'm going above and beyond in order to receive your form of affection. And especially, but I'm an adult. Right. And I can gauge that. Children may or may not be able to gauge that or express that, hey, I'm just not a hugger. Yeah. Hugging is a healthy thing to do. Correct. For people who want want to to hug. Yes. That is the way that they engage with each other. Right. But that is not the way it's similar to, I mean, I think about my, my son who is on the autism spectrum and eye contact can be difficult for him. Sure. It's not impossible, Mm -hmm. but he has been able to say to me, I am uncomfortable when I look you in the eyes. So often, because that's one of the ways he tells me that he's paying attention. Yes. I will say, I need to see your eyes. But I also recognize that this is not comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. So I need you to give me your eyeballs for one minute so I do know that you're listening. And then you can put them on whatever you need to put them on so that you're comfortable. I just need that signal that you're listening. Yes. For a hug, you know, I would say whatever you're comfortable with for a goodbye, you do not need to put press your body. When you think about that, mm-hmm. that you are pressing your body up against somebody else's body. Yeah. That's a lot to ask of a person. Yeah. Hugging is a very intimate thing. Yeah. And it's a very personal thing. And, yeah. you know, I have gotten flack about that as an adult for not necessarily being the pro- one that wants to the hug. One, the one that wants to hug. But you know what? That's my preference. And I am a hugger. <laughs> and I will say to, often say to people, may I give you a hug? Yeah. Let's let uh, Tammy have the last word on this. Tammy, we have just about 30 seconds. What did you want to say? Tammy? Oh, yes. Hi. We have about um, 30 seconds. Okay. Just, I think it's the whole thing in the manners and giving people your attention and a smile. That's probably the most important mm-hmm. to give them your full attention. And our family is a hugger. I love hugs. Um, but we also started the cut of the side lean in. Yeah. So more of a modified hug. And it's, and our grandparents and everyone need a hug, you know, yeah. so that was good. Thank you so much, Tammy. Uh, and thank you all of you yes. for sharing your perspectives Great and your thoughts. Um, and, you know, I'm yeah, there's more to say about that. We'll probably end up having that conversation again for sure. Mm-hmm. When we come back, the conversation we're going to have today is about the loss of David Cassidy. And we'll be remembering him and hearing some of our favorite Partridge Family songs in your memories. 651-641-1071 on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. You can breathe. You can blink. You can cry. Hell, you're all going to be doing that. Entertainment.